As long as you know your limit. Oh, I know, be all right. yeah, I know my limit. One drink. I'm cheap. For everybody, for Look. listen. Yeah, and that's a blessing, that's though. That's the best. <laughs> that's a blessing. All I need is one drink, for, or one and a half, maybe, maybe two, if I'm feeling really good about it. That's myself. a cheap date right there. But. Welcome to Raw. Today we have Leah. It's about time. Been a couple hit or miss <laughs> episodes. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got my man Kells behind the mic doing some fact checks and stuff for us today. How's everybody doing? Man, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm actually pretty good. I feel good being here. Good. That's good. That's what we like to hear. Good. You know, the uh, positivity, the energy, that's, that's what we like. Yeah, sorry it took so long. <laughs> Man, you can apologize five more times. I mean, that's fine. I will accept every single one of them. So <sighs> we got some interesting topics today and it's uh, we've done a lot of. I'll say cross cultural discussions mm-hmm. and um, this one, though, is going to um, kind of be a lot about faith and it's going to follow. It's going to follow, obviously, stuff that um, faith is a big topic. So um, God is big. and But everybody that believes in all of us here in this room are Christian. And everybody that believes in that, they all have different twists and turns of what they tolerate. Mm -hmm. Which is very interesting, in my opinion. Um I love hearing different denominational beliefs, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But the interesting thing about this one is we all are Christians. So it's going to be something that on our podcast so far we haven't talked about. We had um, other, like I said, cross-cultural, so other religious discussions, um, Christian versus Muslim, for instance, and things of that nature, and great discussions. Fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm very intrigued about this one um, is we can all talk because we all practice. So we can all talk from our own experiences, um, all while getting your story with overcoming various things. So and uh, I know that's kind of a long intro and I'm sorry for everyone (laughs) today because that was uh, usually I don't like Kel's nose. I don't I kind of get to the point. I don't (laughs) really get. do that but you know leading with faith uh we'll dive into some of your other stuff here in a sec but let's let's jump right into what opened your eyes everybody has a different experience right everybody has that different moment what brought you close to god um i just remember it was actually a year ago on december 31st 2018 and i was by myself um on new year's eve at home and I had to sit there and I was like why and like I, and I wasn't alone you know I had friends like just trying to like oh hey like come out with us I wasn't a really big person like to go out at the time um and I was I just felt like I was in this dark place like I really felt like I was alone and even though I had friends I felt like I didn't necessarily have the connection that I wanted to have um so when the ball dropped I was in my bed contemplating my own life like and 
just like, okay, I, I can't live like this anymore. Um, and that night, like I sat and I prayed and I prayed for friendship. And I said, I need to have people in my life who are going to draw me closer to you. Because I think that was like the first time I had really prayed in months. Mm. Um, mm. So, I mean, long story short, I had went to school in Pittsburgh for two years. Okay. And I had no, I was playing basketball, but I had no faith whatsoever. Um, the church I went to growing up, I really felt like they were all way more ahead of me in like their faith journey than I was. So I felt like, well, I can't catch up. Like, so I just sort of gave up, didn't pray, um, didn't go to church. And right. then when I was away from my family, you know, I was really lost. Mm. And even coming back, um, living off, li living away from home, like I just kept getting further and further away. And then it always makes me think back to the story of the prodig prodig prodigal son um, mm. where he went away and he came back and they just welcomed him with open arms. And like, that's just, you know, what I felt uh, when I finally found my church home. I started going there and I just kind of felt like I'm found again. That's awesome. So that's kind of what um, sparked. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go sidebar real quick. We have so many different translations of a Bible that was written so long ago, which mm. is kind of weird because it's like, what's the actual Bible? Right. Why can't they just make a modern translation to where we don't have to learn all these weird words? Thank you. <laughs> Am I, you get what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, it, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm like, I don't need to know prodigal or whatever. Right. Like, just call it what it is. Just say son or something. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, took me about care. like 10 seconds to get that word out. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> So you say all these prayers, you feel like you're lost alone when, you know, lost alone and in, I guess your friend group isn't what you want it to be per se. What happens next? Well, um, I, I got connected with this girl named Bree. Um, she started having these like girl days where we would go and we would have like worship together. Uh, she actually spoke in tongues and mm. I've never really heard someone gets so deep in prayer to where they speak in tongues before and then like, like when like she was harry potter i was like wow. i was at first i was really caught off wow. guard because i was like oh that's extreme <laughs> like i've never felt that before and even when I heard other people pray, like, yeah. every other word was, like, like God or dear God, like, this and God, like, God, God, this. And, mm -hmm. like, everyone's prayer sounded the same. And then I was, like, when I prayed, I was, like, it was just, like, hey, God, what's up? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, it was just sort of bland, I guess, per se. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't feel connected. I guess that's the word. And there was actually one. And, like, what changed for me was that one day. I was like, okay, maybe it's the way I'm praying. So I got on my knees, actually, like, on my bed and, like, put my hands out. And I started praying. And, like, I felt uh, my eyes were closed. And then I felt like like something was, like, like around me almost. Yeah. And my prayer, like, completely changed. Like, I started praying, like, how I was hearing other people pray, like, as in, like mm -hmm. when they had a real connection. Right. And it was like the weirdest thing. It took like, like in my prayer, like I was thinking about how weird 
like it was like the feeling it was like weird like it was different and then I had to like come out of it because I got scared because <laughs> I literally felt like there was something like yeah. around me mm-hmm. and I was like whoop can't do that again like I wasn't I wasn't I was overwhelmed I wasn't really prepared for that so that was like the turning point for me when I was like oh my gosh like like I feel something. Like I did I, it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those like I I I felt something. Right. And right. for me, it was like, dang, that's a huge step. Like I've never felt that in my entire life. Yeah. Um, even uh, like when I went to my old church, they they were like, "Are you a Christian yet?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> they're like, "Have you been saved?" I'm like, I, "I guess." And they're like, "Well, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?" And I was like. Yeah, because I felt like mm-hmm. I had to say yeah. And they're right. like, well, then there you go. You're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. And then, like, in that little moment, I I felt like I knew what it meant to right. accept right. Um, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And and then, uh, like, it, it all, like, changed in that, like, little moment. And that was, yeah. like, the best thing that could have happened to me. Which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – and I – for me, it's – it's similar. I mean, it really is. That prayer, the power of prayer is crazy. Yeah. And for anybody that, and I know that majority of the time, Kells knows this too, I don't single out religion, right? Like I usually talk like faith or mm-hmm. uh, generalized terms. Right. Um, being in my position, I don't want any followers or whatever to, you know, feel, I guess, alienated, right? Right. But everybody has a faith. Even if you don't believe, you believe in positive vibes, which is faith, right? Mm -hmm. So that whole power of putting out that positivity or – because I believe a lot of prayer is – even if you're screaming, prayer is positive. So you're putting out this positive energy, and it's kind of like it's all coming off your shoulders. Things are clashing within yourself, and you're hit with this wave and it's like, whoa, you know, and uh, I think the first time that I experienced something absolutely crazy like that, what you were talking about was uh, I was going through cancer and um, th- at the start of cancer, I started praying twice a day, every day, and I still to this day continue. Um I'm not going to, cancer kind of solidified my faith. It didn't necessarily start it because I always believed. Um, But I always, I'm always the skeptic too. I always question everything, Mm -hmm. which I think furthers your understanding. But I was sitting there in my room and I was playing, uh, this was after playing like Call of Duty and all that stuff. So it was probably like (laughs) 2.30 in the, I don't know, a weekday. Look chemo you slept like all day right. you played all night like yeah. it was like you were living like a retired party life or something so it's crazy and i remember i started to ask why mm-hmm. and the w came out of my mouth the wuh just just that and i immediately fell to my knees in my arms above my head and i started sobbing and um and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't question what's happening. I just, you know, I'm just here to do what's called of me. And from that moment on, 
it was just this crazy ex- like it was like everything i did i was just it was faith it was faith it was faith it was faith everything that i do you know i mean i kind of there's a lot on my plate but i kind of get by with the idea that he knows what happens tomorrow right mm-hmm. yeah. i don't need to worry about it right i just need to do me and uh and it was uh but that was my exhilarating experience like that you mentioned saved though you mentioned this idea of being saved i'm catholic so if we, like if we whittle it down right yeah catholic and we don't necessarily like it's not that term is not in our practice religion right mm-hmm. what does it mean to be saved what is that um to me what what i asked is like i i believe that jesus died for my sins mm-hmm. and when you and like they they say the way to get into heaven is if you believe that then you're saved right then you have you're on the path to go to heaven yeah and when you you know establish like hey that that's why i'm saved like that's why i get to go to heaven not because of the, the things you do here on earth right not because you're a good person not because you good do, good do do good deeds it's because you believe that jesus died for you mm-hmm. and that is a definition of being saved yeah mm-hmm. so that that's what it is to me yeah and since i like since i fo- i believe that so that's you know and i and i go around and be like yeah i'm saved now right would you echo that kels i would say that once you're truly saved and you're saved because i feel like for a lot of people is they have had this thought that you know when you get saved that first time is that you know that it's all over then that as far as for your life will be easier like if right. like if anything it gets much harder because as far as the devil is like you're not really saved bro. Mm-hmm. you're not really saved for real and then in the battle starts and that whole time starts where it's like okay what do i do now so mm-hmm. for me is i believe that from once you get saved, is that's when the war actually starts. Yep. Yeah. Because now it's like, okay, is I have to figure out of who this God is. Yep. Because although I believe Him, the hardest, mm-hmm. like I, I think the I think the hardest thing is the fact that for people is they believe in something that they can see and physically mm-hmm. touch. Mm-hmm. So like as far as with us is like it's more so of trying to trying to go believe that this one person created me created the earth created the stars right i think as far as the moon like and all that so but but to be honest it's not like it's not our job to like to really figure out of why that he's there right it's to just go believe it right now and with that is i do believe that christians are very judgmental where you have people who will sin like a sin like as far as in certain ways and that they will easily sit there and say okay well he or she is going to hell because of it's then the third right but in the bible it does say that that we all don't deserve heaven right that we right. all are right. sinners that we all that we all don't deserve heaven so for me it's the fact that as i let people see it and feel it yeah. so if you're not religious that's fine you know um if you don't believe in god then that's fine but right. when you ask me about of why i'm so positive all the time it's because of who I believe in. Right. Right. And I think that for, you know, a lot of people is they, is they see it as old school gospel 
where they're so judgmental and say, well, like if you sin once, then that's it. Mm-hmm. From where I feel it as, from once you're truly saved and know, okay, like I'm not perfect. But is it like it's a spiritual connection that you have with God? Or so of it just being like, you know, one is praying to him, you know, where you have a open-ended chat. Not to just say like, oh, dear Heavenly Father. Like me and God have some pretty heated discussions from where I cuss him out. Like like, like it's real life. Like, hey, like, look, you know, I've been doing this right and da 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 and you're still not showing up. A lot of times is I feel like for a lot of people is that they rush God's timing. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of times is they'll say, how does God exist? Yeah. Or if he or, you know, this, that, and the third has happened to me, how would God let this happen? Like, as far as God did not intend for that to happen to you. Right. You know? So, as I feel like with faith is that it is something that you can't see, but you have to believe in. That is, mm-hmm. that is more so the fact of it's a walk. It is it is a hard walk to actually say, you know, I believe in God that as far as, like, as, far as I am a Christian. Right. For a lot of people, is that like, how do you sit there as far as every single week on the weekend and hear people speak about something or someone that you can't necessarily see mm-hmm. or have any, have any, as far as true evidence that he exists. Right. right. Uh, for me, it's kind of just like, it, like if only you knew from what I knew right, or from what I saw or felt. So, yeah. One well, kind of what you mentioned was that country song. You know, some of mm-hmm. God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Right. You know, and, and that's kind of like God's going to work in his own time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's that simple. It's you have to continue to have the faith to go to bat. Right. You have right. to continue to step up to that plate because sometimes and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've been in numerous situations where I've fought the the heartstrings. Right. That that feeling that you have to be pulled to the left. But you're like, nah, I'm going to go right. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the devil in that case. Right. That's just kind of your own, like, oh, I think I want to do this. When really in your heart you knew all along, and that's kind of like that God's yeah. plan, right? Like that's kind of that that your heart was telling you if you were real with yourself, you should have been this direction the right. whole time. And that's kind of one of those crazy mysteries that I – have looked back at my own life and I've been like, wow, like this whole time you were telling me I should have been over here. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's hard. You know, it, it, and it's hard because a lot of times, you know, for instance, you know, some of our cases, mm-hmm. m- money isn't there right away. Right. Or, and that's something you need to live. Like, but, but it's like, when you're given these gifts, and I preach about it, I, I and I'm not a preacher, but I mean, like, right. I talk in some of the speeches that I have I, or written out, I talk about you have to be able to follow those heartstrings being pulled, to follow faith. And that's, I think, what faith is, is blindly going wherever yeah. it pulls you, right? That's mm-hmm. a great way to put it, blindly going. And... um but back to that whole save thing. I gotta, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a little something, something. Okay. And I'm with it, you know. Whatever you would, you know, whatever because between Catholics and and you know, so it's like I, I was 
grew, grew up and I was told the Christian religion is like the NFL. All right, you got the NFL, right, which is Christianity. Right. Then you got the AFC, which would be Catholicism, and the NFC, which would be Protestant divisions, right? right. Because it that was how it worked, right? And mm-hmm. then from there, you have all your different breakups after right, that. Right, right. And a lot of people... Um, so one thing I did as a kid was I jumped to, ev- like, I went to as many churches as I could. Oh, you church top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, um, I grew up with one side of my family being, um, like a, I'm gonna say Protestant, but, you know, but it, they don't, I don't, can't really pinpoint what denomination. Right. And it doesn't really matter. We were Christians at the end of the day. And I grew up with one side of my family being Catholic. And... Uh, all my friends tended to go to just Christian-based churches. It, they weren't necessarily Catholic. Mm-hmm. So they were always trying to pull me in different churches and different atmospheres, whether it was Baptist, whether it was whatever. And I willingly went because I was curious. Yeah. And I still to this day am. I will go to any church because I believe at the end of the day we all believe the same thing. Right. At the nuts and bolts, our yeah. religion is is Christ. Right. Yeah. But that being said, I was probably around uh, that age where I'll say everybody was saved, which was like seventh, eighth grade. Like, I'll put that in quotes. Like, everybody was saved, right? Right, right, right. And everybody kept looking at me, man, I need you to come to my church and get saved. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you mean. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're trying to tell me right now. (laughs) Like, saved? Like, (laughs) what you want me to say? Like, what do you mean? Because I kept thinking, like, oh, I'm like, like save like what <laughs> mm. and then they would be like oh i went to this camp and i was saved and i'm like the hell how you go to, how you go to a camp and camp. i guess sometimes it happens i mean it, i guess it could happen right yeah, but but i mean i was i was looking i was looking like ain't that just like between you and god right like that's yeah. what i always felt and that's i felt like it was something point. that was slapped in my that's face it wa- yeah you know? and that's how yeah and i was like oh, well like i said catholics don't necessarily believe that terminology mm-hmm. we believe in the idea that we sin we reconcile we ask for the lord for forgiveness um through the sacraments that we receive like baptism and everything like right. you know we that's in confirmation i guess would be the closest thing to saved yeah. It, confirmation is confirming that we believe in our faith. Okay, mm. so that's around eight, that's eighth grade, and by the time I hit that, I had like I said, I've gone to so many churches. Like I knew, like yeah, I knew what my faith was. I knew what I believed in. You know, now I didn't experience that prayer situation and probably the most moving thing in my life until I hit cancer, which was the following year. Yeah, but it was like I understood does that make sense like right and everybody looked at me like what do you mean and so it got to a point where i just started telling people i was saved even though that terminology never resonated with me mm-hmm. you didn't get it yeah, yeah 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 and and i would say if if i was to say a saved moment in my life it's definitely that prayer moment that i mm-hmm. felt right there mm-hmm. um so then i just kind of bridged the gap and was like nah man yeah i'm saved i'm saved you know and but it was a crazy thing because growing up it was like i was at odds with half of my friend group because they were all like you need to go to this camp and i'm like nah man i'm i'm good right i go to religion class and i go do the you know right. <laughs> i'm like right. i'm already doing that <laughs> yeah so it was um that was always just something that 
stuck out with me, and I wanted y'all's opinion because that was like growing up. It was just this big. I even had one of my buddies look at me like, "I don't want you to go to hell. You need to come sit, you know, figure this out with my pastor." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "None of my like, friends said that to me." Yeah. Either, <laughs> like I used None to, I just looked that at that me. like, "Whoa!" What school did you go to? Yeah. <laughs> well, I went to Lakota, but but I, I mean, right, it was just. Lakota. But everybody uh, was just like I said. I just talked to people that were in just all kinds of different realms. Right. Um, mm. Like, I don't know if any of us went to the same church. Right. And so it was just kind of one of those things where every church furthers, like they have their own agenda. Right. Mm. And it, it's kind of political. I mean, in a, in the religious sense, you yeah. know, uh, so it's no, all, I, I definitely yeah. feel that. Yeah. So they all push their agenda. They have their, su- their charities, they support their yep. messages that they push. Yep. And the pastor himself can steer you one way or another. Mm-hmm. And, um, but Definitely that save thing. I used to look at people like, dude, like, I need you to <laughs> no, relax I, a I little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. I, I, I mean, at a young age, like, when this, like, the, when I went to my old church, I was like, me, that whole prayer thing did not happen until like maybe six months ago. Right, right, <laughs> I was 22, right. right? One, something like that. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, I was in my 20s when I was in seventh and eighth grade, and they yeah. were like, are you saved? I was like, yeah, I guess. Part of that know? is, don't you have to live life? Like, don't yeah. you have to actually experience yeah, life? I, I mm. think that's true. To know, for in, I'll relate to the cancer thing. I had faith all the way up to there. I did not pray every day. I was not religious with going to, uh, mm. uh, not to use the word, but religious with going to church all the time. Right. 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 Um, I still am not re- like at church every Sunday like I should be. Mm. I go there a lot more now n- than I used to. Right. But, um, but I, I, I'm not every day or every week um, because I believe it's deeper than just church. Yeah, um, for sure. But that whole idea of learning your faith and everything, I'm like, don't I need to be able to relate to what I'm being told? Yeah. Mm. Because, I, I mean, in order for me to be cemented in something, which, you know, cancer makes you look at death a little <laughs> right there, yeah. right? Mm. But in order to be cemented into something... Don't you have to yeah. at least be able to relate to the stories yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Like you can be told about animals going on a ship, but if you don't actually understand what a natural disaster is, right? Mm-hmm. You actually gonna understand why they had to go on the ship? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of I don't know. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. I get it. Yeah. No, I'm glad I got to grow up and choose what I wanted to do because yeah. if. I thought I was saved at 12 years old. I was I was dead wrong because I wasn't. Yeah. Well, I feel like for um, a lot of kids is they they don't they don't they don't go to church like because they want to because that they're forced at their mom or dad. Like it's pretty much saying, you know, you're going to be in this house da, 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 yeah. like and all that. And for me is I grew up in a church, but I didn't really even know what they were speaking about until like my freshman year of college yeah like because i didn't feel it so mm-hmm. you know a lot of times is that you'll be taught something but it's like i just didn't understand it you know that i would see people that like as far as in church and they'd be speaking in tongues and screaming and holler i'm, I'm thinking they just crazy like like for real so i didn't like, i didn't get it so um for you know a lot of people to have faith is they have to hit rock bottom in some other way because i feel like people. 
Yeah, it, it does that happen. For faith, for some people like to truly activate, is that you have to be at rock bottom. Yeah. Because like, well, yeah. that, that rock bottom insinuates you have nothing else to lean on. Nothing. Yeah. So therefore, that's why probably a lot of us find that faith yeah. behind God in yeah. those moments is because it's like, if I, we're looking for strength. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And if you are truly rock bottom, well, you can't find it within yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't. So therefore, you soul seek. You, you soul seek, and that's when you find it, right? Yeah. And um, kind of what you were saying, like, with not knowing throughout, you know, being young is. I used to work at a at my church. Mm-hmm. And I would do cleaning and work there in the summertime, and I did all kinds of miscellaneous maintenance in the summertime, everything from tiling floors to painting to whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Uh, learned a lot of skills, you know, um, that I haven't practiced in a long time since. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. They're stored away somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, just uh, hope you don't see the first bathroom I redo. Um, but uh, <laughs> But I had every Friday... I sat with the priest for about a half hour every Friday and I came up with this weekly question. I called it mm. and I was in there just questioning the Bible because I was a big believer that the Bible never actually happened, that the Bible was just stories. Mm. That's and to some extent. I would say that I believe kind of that it's, they're still mm. stories that we're just supposed to take the messages. Yeah. You know, so um, instead of the literal context. Yeah. And to some extent, like the whole Adam and Eve thing, um, I, al- I, I was like, you're going to tell me two people, you know, like, and I keyed in on that, right? And to some people that just believe, then they take it as literal. But when I was sitting down with the priest, one of the most interesting things I learned was Adam in Hebrew means a man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean Adam. Like, Adam, the man, right? It's Adam, meaning a man. So therefore, it was just insinuating God created man and women, not necessarily Adam and Eve were the only people on earth. You know, like the story, and it was just, it was just kind of to hear from other people that have dove deeper, you know, to know that not everybody was... Oh, like, because I used to think I was crazy because I always, like, Kells, you know my mind. <laughs> we know. I question everything. Yup. And to know that I wasn't crazy, that some of the stories are actual. Parables. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Was a real big relief when I was growing up. So, uh, but. Here's a question that I like to ask people. Okay. Do you think that the Bible had ever, like, has ever been manipulated? Oh, for sure. Yes. Okay. For sure. Just yeah, I, I think so. Too. I think the actual Bible itself is lost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So because you got to think, you can just look at when the Bible got to England and King James rewrote it, mm-hmm. right? So now you have his translation of the Bible, or their. It could have been a committee, right. right? But their translation of the Bible, which what's the most powerful propaganda in this world? Religion. Mm-hmm. Right. Religion is why people have gone to war. 
Yeah. Religion right. is why people will give money. Religion is why people will give money and be broke themselves. Yeah. Religion is why you'll have 10 kids. It is the largest form of propaganda. And it's because it's, in my opinion, because it's true. Mm-hmm. So you play off of people's beliefs. Right or wrong, that is, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's fucked up if you change all the words, but... Right. You know? Yeah. I don't think the whole thing was, but... Yeah, yeah, vast yeah, majority. Yeah. Be, yeah I, I mean, mean, that would be hard to rewrite a... How, how many pages is that thing? Too many. I well, how many real pages? Oh, right. 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 That's true. Yeah. That's true. Because as far as for the Bible now, there are f- four Gospels. So as far as... Well, you could probably see how many pages the r- Bible is right now. Well, right, but as far as in history says, is there are over fifty gospels? So as far like there are lost books in the Bible that oh, yeah. aren't even in there. Oh, no. And I think that the hardest thing for you know out of people to truly understand is that it's man-made, right? You know, right. And as far as Why, man is trying to man? speak about, huh? What man? Well, what, I think what it's men? The, the the white men. <laughs> oh God! Okay, they ain't white over there. But um, <laughs> that. Not all of them, anyway. Right. So, like, yeah. Jesus was, let's Not be yeah. honest, Middle Eastern. Yeah, Jesus. Like, let's be honest. Like, Jesus wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't blonde hair. He probably wasn't blue eyed. Jesus. Well, he, he wasn't white, and he wasn't black. That's how they well, depict him. He was probably a Middle Eastern. That's how man. they depict well, him. Gro- well, yeah, I was like growing up, you know. That's how they because that's yeah, growing, how growing up, you're taught Jesus is white, but he's yeah. probably yeah. I thought so. He's probably a Middle Eastern yeah man. You know, like the you know. normal complexion of Middle Eastern people. Yes. You know. And that's fine. But <laughs> as I will say this though, it's for me is I rather is I rather go through life with God and without God. Absolutely. And get up there and be like, oh, he he is real. You well, know what I'm saying? Well, because what if you're wrong? You get, you know what I mean? Exactly. And I mean, there, I but I there's proof that he's that he's real. Like people, Jesus was real. Yeah. yeah. There's proof of that. Well, we have a creator. Right. right. And we just call our creator God. Right. And but there is one, mm-hmm. so so like when uh, what was his name Moody, yeah, <laughs> like when he was speaking about her as far as Allah, like that whole entire like chat like made me really think because I was thinking as far as Allah is somebody else, but as far as Allah in his language is God, it just means God, and yeah. I'm just like I wasn't taught that as far as in church, like yeah. it it was like you know Christian faith to go to hell, that's it. There was, there was no there was no Allah, there was no other and as far as faith. So like for me is I feel like that you have to learn about other religions. Oh, for sure. You just have to. For because sure. it's yeah. like it's kind of just like like if I'm a Buddhist and I'm trying to like, you know, go convert from that religion for as far as in as far as in Christianity as a whole, is you have to understand their religion first. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Well and um uh... I'm going to piggyback off of that, and then I got a question because you said something. Mm. Um, I've always said the perfect religion is Buddhist Christians. <laughs> and that, the weird thing mm. about that is just because I think the thing that Christianity often lacks is the whole idea of self-enlightenment or being your best self. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of rules with doing good for other people, but I don't feel like there's enough, like, build up yourself. And and that's what you need. And and I think I could be slightly off base with this, but I think Buddhism or Buddhism, whatever, is 
mm-hmm. about being your best self. It is. You know, and that's and that's what I think that a lot of us should be preached to about is mm-hmm. you're not you're made you know, we we get the whole you're made in God's image thing, but I feel like a lot more you know, especially from all the services I've been at, a lot more is placed on <laughs> yeah. other people and it's placed on helping helping your brothers and sisters and right. we're all together in this and opposed to building yourself because how can I help you if I can't help myself? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I right. help anybody if I'm dying inside? Right. You know, and that's and that's something that um, I feel we can all do better at as people mm-hmm. is reaching out in that sense. But you mentioned creator. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in um, God made this world in seven days? Or do you b- believe in scientific evolution? I I think God made this world. Like, I really think that there's... That in seven days? Like, explicitly? Yeah. Like, that, that story? <laughs> it could have been seven and a half. <laughs> but I, I do believe that and like you know i I call my creator god Mm -hmm. so i do believe there is a god and i do believe he created this earth and granted you know every like things come so uh, there might have been some evolutionary but not like you know i mean you know you see an ant a a caterpillar turns into a butterfly like you know things are gonna happen we Mm -hmm. we see new things all the time new organisms like we see it but i i believe that there is a creator who made all of this uh, possible to so, happen. So you also believe in evolution, though. Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, just like you know. I, I mean, I, the people could have manipulated. I mean, I I think w- as people progress, like other things had to progress too. Sure. So you know, mm. I guess evolution is. I mean, we evolved. I think like humans evolved as in you right. know we we got. We learned technology, light, power, all that. So I think other things also had to evolve with sure. us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Huh. You think so, Kels? You, you you like that answer? I mean, I do. Like, um, I remember when I was in school, uh, we, <laughs> is I wasn't the best at science, but uh, we had to pretty much speak about as far as evolution. And we had to take a test on it. And, you know, out of the answers, you know, that, like as I, as I would always say that um, uh, my book said this, like as I knew I didn't believe in that, I knew that because I like there was no way that um, that I was gonna oh believe that that I evolved from a monkey. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't just, think that's <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's you because if we I evolved just from monkeys, how are monkeys still here? Well, I don't think it's a monkey that they say. I, I'm just or saying, an ape. From. or an ape. I don't think it's I an d- ape either. Like I just, well, I just don't believe in. They that. said we walked on all fours and then somehow just I mean, evolved into a human. <laughs> well, that's why yeah. I'm kind of like you know. For me, is I feel like that it is past my understanding. And to be honest, if I like, you know, if me and God had a chat. And he actually told me of how he created everything. Like, I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, bro, what? Like, it Wait, would be past my understanding. you're saying you had the chat? No, 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 no. Oh. He said if. There was oh, a, like, okay. if I, if, if I was like, saying. Capital if. letter, bold. Yeah. 
you know, like me and him sat down and I said, you know, like, like, bro, like, did you honestly make as far as all of this? Like, how, how did you do it? If he sat me down and told me, no, Mm-mm. like for the government, right? Think about how corrupt that it is and how many secrets that they've been holding for a long time. Oh, for sure. It's kind of like that almost. Like Stuff will never. If you actually out. understood yeah. of what it was. Yeah, I don't, like, think, oh, I don't think our mind can really no. comprehend how everything came no. out. And I, awesome. and I would agree. Um, but I've always been, now I'm not a Big Bang Theory believer per se, because yeah. I think that's a little. We're not made out of stuff. Again, we can't, I can't. We have just souls. Saying that, that, We're not that's Big hard. Bang it, just happened. Boom. I, I know, that, that's, that's <laughs> what I can't wrap my head around with yeah, that, is that it just like that. No. But I am a believer in evolution. Yeah. And I am a believer. Uh, there's actually a book that I've um, read, and I'll probably reread it again because it's a, there's a lot of information, but it's called Sapiens. So it's the evolution of sapiens, sapiens. right? So mm. then you know the real answer besides the mumbo-jumbo they told us in school. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not going to get into it right now. You can get into history if you want to. There's a lot of um, – that's why I want to reread the book. And that's on my reading list that I didn't mention uh, in the previous podcast. But Sapiens is a um, is a it's it's deep. It, it because it walks you through things that I mean it shows you. I'll say the four the we're not standing fully upright, right? But we were different because of the the size of our skulls and what we were able to understand with the brain and, and things of that nature. Um, but other species have gone through this, the same evolutions, right? right? Like if you look mm. at giraffes, right? Like mm. there's been evolution, <laughs> right? So, but there's been evolutions of that, right? Um, with, um, just slowly tree, even if you look at vegetation, like the leaves of trees used to be lower and now they're higher, which was how in theory, Again, do we know the truth of any of this? Not really. Right. But you can see skeletal remains. But is that an actual, you know, I, I do believe it. I mean, you found something. Right? right. Now, if you can trace it, which they can match up DNA and stuff. But honestly, we're then believing the tools that we're using. Right. So mm-hmm. it's all where you place it. But I think sometimes I think with evolution, there's too many. There's too many concrete answers that come up all the time right showing like there is evolution mm-hmm. but to what extent do you believe that like like i don't believe the big bang so no that that's valid i don't, believe I don't the big bang. I, yeah i think the world's too big and just like you know we talk creator and god is what i would believe created everything and is the reason behind everything but we're one world in that unit we've proven that there's n- countless universes mm. you know what i'm like yeah, you know what i'm saying so it's like easy aliens <laughs> <laughs> right so so we we were created what if there's a giant species who the hell created that you know like right. so yeah we have a creator um yeah. it just depends on how that happened right and i and i, I echo you i don't think I don't think you would um, like could you know could not know and all understand. That. I just I don't, don't think we could know it while we're on Earth. There's no way, right? There's I no think, way. Yeah, because I because I mean I I'm a big believer in like spirits mm-hmm. and all that. But I and oh I, you like ghosts? 
Yeah, well, they exist. Yeah. 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 No, I, I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, I mean, we have we have our spirit guides. Mm. So I, I think, you know, once you die and then you, you know, then you're like, oh, my God, like, this is how this is it. Like, you know, this is how everything is yeah. and why it is. I don't think we can understand that while we're here. So. Yeah. Mm. Well, so I got to ask, do you have a spirit animal? Oh, good. Good question. Um. I mean, like when any when anyone asks, like, what animal do I think I relate to? I always say lion. A lion? Yeah, a lion. I'm a Leo. So you you okay. like to lazily lay underneath a tree? No, I <laughs> <laughs> actually sometimes. <laughs> but hey, it can uh, be relaxing. I mean, I I, I I say lion because, um, you know, I I have a big sometimes I have a big personality. Yeah. I'm a leader. Yeah. Stubborn. <laughs> um okay like like anything you can like you know i have a big like when i have when i roar it's a big one you know (laughs) sometimes i like to stay back and i i prance around but when i'm there and i (laughs) like it's it's big you know (laughs) so when i when someone asks like what animals you relate to i say a lion like i want to i want to be the lion i want to be the king of the jungle i mean you know, I'm a Leo. I like center of attention. He's down there. <laughs> he he's a. Uh, <laughs> we found this out on our trip. He's a, a, a spirit animal expert. Um, he uh, he knows all the spirit animals and what their traits and qualities are. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, his. That's, oh yeah, because he's a wolf. Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. Of course. And then he said yeah. that I was a uh, was it an eagle? Ox. Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, that's what he you're got. definitely an eagle. Got an eagle. So wait, what do you think I am? You look you're... like a fucking eagle. Um. <laughs> Uh, ooh, that's a hard one. Like, cause you have so many traits that it's kind of hard to pick one. Yeah. And at first, I was thinking a sea turtle. Uh, that's so weird. Because if I want to be any animal, I want it to be a sea turtle. Cause they live for hundreds of years. Okay, that's so okay. So I was thinking on a sea turtle, but I don't know yet. He said, "Yeah, you're a fucking eagle." <laughs> No, I could, I could definitely be a sea turtle. I would not be mad at that. Yeah, I couldn't even say yes or no because I don't know what that means. So, I, mean, I don't know what sea turtles. I mean, are, but I like what them. is it? P. Sherman, forty-two, Wallaby Way, Sydney. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you. You killing it with that? Don't ride the waves, dude. Yes. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite verse? Gotta, oh, okay. gotta, gotta kill it. I know you got an answer for that. Oh, no, I do. I made sure I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Proverbs 27, 17. Uh, the iron sharpens iron because mm. I am big. It's weird because you're at church and our pastor was like, oh, yeah, huddle up for the boys because iron sharpens iron. I'm like, well, hey, I'm a, <laughs> we can use that, too. Anyways, um, to, to me, because it, 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 it's I'm a person about like working together. I mean, mm. I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. For crying out loud. So I feel like we all, um, people, if you work together, you, you feed off of each other. Right. So you want to, I'm, 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 I'm like, I, I say here, like, you, you know, we should, we should all be encouraging and questioning and coaching each other and just sort of like, like working with each other. I yeah. don't know, like, like, you know, like just inter- intertwining. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. to me is like probably one of the verses that like I always look back to because it, it like really, you know, stands for what I believe in and yeah. who I am. So. I like that. I'm a firm believer that unless you're willing to share everything that, and I mean everything you've been through, 
you can't fully leave your impact on this world. Right. You, I mean, because there's people that need that. There's people that need to know you were in a dark place. There's people that need to know you haven't had a perfect life Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that, I mean, you said you coach and I'm going to ask you a question about that in a sec. Those people look up to you, whether you believe it or don't believe it or see it every day, like whatever, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is they look up to you. Um, It's kind of like being a older sibling, you know, all your younger siblings look up to you and it's so important to I guess in a sense I say I'm an open book but there's I mean there are things that I'm not going to talk about unless you ask does right. that make sense yeah, you know of course like it, it I'm not just going to be like blah 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 right. I've gotten a lot better about sharing cancer um because of the impact that we're making mm-hmm. with the nonprofit and stuff right I just kind of had to but I wasn't always like that so um I I wasn't fully pri- I mean I was private but I wasn't fully like like anytime I was asked to speak, I'd always say yes. Anytime I was asked to do a study, I'd always say yes. Anytime I was at whatever, I'd always say yes. But it wasn't in, like you had to ask me. Right. I didn't bring it up. Um, but being a coach, what does that what does that do for you intrinsically? Because I know there's some type of I don't know. There there's um there's something that goes into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, because it's a lot deeper than just here's how you play a sport. What does that mean to you? So my philosophy is I teach my players first and then the sport second. Um, ever since I was in fifth grade, I knew I wanted to work with children because um, make like I have been through and I wouldn't say like I mean, I've been through as much as the next person, you know, uh, if people in this room. And but the thing about it is I feel like if I work closely with children I can sort of you know tell them okay this is what I've been through and this has happened to me because of this decision that I made and Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm afraid like well what if I'm too open with my players but then again I'm like I got nothing to hide I mean they're they're the ages like 13 through 18 and that is probably one of the most toughest places I was in life at that age because you're just going through so much. We all were. Yeah. Every single one of us. And that's why I feel like, and and like most of the stuff that happened to me, I was that age anyway. So I'm like, damn, I can share. (laughs) So, and uh, I mean, just, I mean, yeah, coaching basketball is great. I love basketball. It's my favorite sport, but really I'm there. And like, it, it's just a nice it's a, it's a way I can connect with them because I'm, I'm pretty good at basketball. Yeah. So that's a way I can get involved and, and doing something I'm passionate about, which is, you know, helping out yeah. the youth. It kind of takes you on their level. It does. Right? It, it, and it breaks down their barriers with you. Yeah. You know, because you are an adult. So it's like, oh, I may not want to open up to you. But when you're hooping with me or whatever, you know, and, and then it's it's a whole different thing. Because it's like, oh, I'm with this person all the time and they're playing and they're doing this. We're laughing. Okay, cool. I can say something. Yeah. And having people having those outlets, it's so important yeah so uh, important I've actually had a player like so the so this is my third year coaching and in three years of coaching I've never had to deal with like suicide and I actually had one player that was like that had attempted suicide a year ago and she was in the hospital and everything and we were like really concerned about her and so I had to approach her first and Mm. ask her like 
hey, you're thinking about killing yourself right now. And then she just was like, no, but I have. Like, I have. I've had these thoughts. And, and like, ever since then, you know, she talks to me about right. how she's feeling. And then it was in that moment that I was like, wait a second. Like, okay. Like, they do feel comfortable coming to me. And I have yeah. girls come talk to me about their boyfriend problems. <laughs> Granted, if it's, like, I say you can't say the B word during practice hours. Like, leave it out. Leave Leave all that out. But... You know, outside of practice, they, they come ask me about boyfriends and drama and friend drama. And and it's like, I even had one of my players like, oh, yeah, Coach Leah, like, I really think of her as, like, one of my friends when she's not my coach. Yeah. And, like, to me, like, I'm like, great, I'm, I'm actually helping them. And, you know, they're a getaway for me sometimes. Yep. And then now it feels like I'm a getaway for them. Which is awesome. And yeah. Because it's deeper than a sport. And the coaches that only focus on winning, I mean, yeah, when you're in high school and stuff, yeah, you want to win. I mean, right. it's not, you're not doing it just for fun, unless you're playing like a rec or, you know, like a indoor league or something, then that's for fun. But right. if you're on like a school team or something, you, you want to win. That's what mm -hmm. you like to do. And uh, it, as much joy as it does bring you, you know, winning is there, but it's deeper because you're not playing forever. Yeah. I mean, and that's the sad reality because I think if all of us could go back um, or have the opportunity to play probably one more game, I think every single one of us would say yes. Absolutely. Um, participate in one more meet, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I think every single one of us would say yes. Mm -hmm. But body doesn't keep up. Oh no, I mean. No, I am still <laughs> sore from playing with my girls over a week ago. Yep. <laughs> And, and that's, and that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, getting old happens quick. Father time does not hide. I know. And and I that's, believe. that's a sad, <sighs> sad thing. Um, you participate a lot in your church, though. Yeah, I, right? I try. Yeah, you, you do. Yes, and you do. Oh, one of the okay. big. <laughs> and, um, and I think one of the big things that you talked to me about before was how you just sang a solo. You know? Oh, I did tell you. Oh, that yeah. was around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, you did it? tell me. Yep, yeah. and then you ran from me. But that's okay. <laughs> ran. <laughs> so, yeah. What does singing do for you? Mm. Honestly, a lot of people don't know this, but singing brings me so much peace. Um, <laughs> I know Mikel's looking at me like, I know. <laughs> um, but... So when I was younger, I used to perform at the Cincinnati Arts Museum, uh, or not Arts Museum, crap, the center downtown. Um, mm. I did musicals, and I loved it, you know? And then I got sick. I have asthma. So they, um, I remember it got so bad, they had to put me on a steroid, and it created this, like, coating in my throat, and it completely messed, threw off my singing voice. So I gave up singing at the age of like 12 or 13. Like Ooh. I just stopped. So when I had to sing a solo at church like a month ago, that was the first time I ever sung by myself in front of people since I was like 12 or 13 there you years go. old. So How'd it go? Nah, not very well. I mean, everyone else was like, okay, so the, the beginning was very shaky. And then like... What I had to learn is that there's certain songs that are good for your voice and certain songs that That's aren't. That's true. That mm -hmm. one was not good for my voice. No matter what people say, like, I know my potential, and, like, that wasn't my best. 
So like, and and it it did not. So the morning that they were like, oh, it's time for your solo. I had an anxiety attack. Like I didn't go to rehearsal that morning. <laughs> I like I was freaking out. So then when I got there, um, I had three of the other women in the choir, and they held my hand and they just prayed for me. And that helped out a lot. They were like, mm. devil, get off her back. And then I felt I felt a little better. <laughs> then I sung, and it did not go as bad as I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Didn't Still didn't go as well, because I was nervous. Like, sure. You know? Um, Which can change your voice completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I don't know that from singing, but I know that from, <laughs> from this stuff and speaking. Boy, it can change your Yeah, voice. it did. It And, like, I sound, like, I know I sounded nervous. I didn't sound, like, terrible or anything. Yeah. But I sounded nervous. Well, I got to say, I'm, I would, I tried singing one time in front of people. Well, when I was a kid, I would do all the little solos in, like, elementary school. But uh-huh. one time I sang, I, I st- stood up in front of a group. It was like a big Christmas party or something, and everybody was karaokeing, and uh, and I started singing. Uh, you know that song, Country Fried. No, which mm. sing it. Oh, <laughs> no. it's, it's Zach Brown band. It's um. Yeah, don't know. It's the yeah. I don't, I don't know. You'd probably. Is. It was a really popular song. Like you would probably no, know it if it. I heard yeah. it. I'm definitely not going into the tune with it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the first two words came out of my mouth, and I never opened my mouth and sang again. Now, I'll sing in the car. Yeah. I'll have fun like that. On a mic? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Not happening. But I am. It's uh, So, we talked about moti- how we're getting into motivational speaking and stuff. And uh, I've spoke. I, I, I even spoke at your church and stuff. And yeah, I know you that did. You did. I know that it's, I can do it, but... The idea of actually titling titling it motivational speaking, and the fact that I'm trying to relay a message, it just is a completely different thing, you know. Mm. So it's uh, I'm with you with that fear right now, and uh, I'll call it a fear. It's it's more just nerves, yeah. Right? But I'll, I'll call it a. Uh, I think it could be it could be labeled as a fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. You know, how did you overcome that? What was it? Just you just stood up and did it or That's a good question. Huh? I don't think I have. <laughs> mm. I felt like I had to sing, so I did it. Um and now I'm trying to make progressive steps of like practicing more. There you go. Um mm-hmm. they uh, they have me actually they have me singing a solo this Sunday. If Ooh, you did pop know. in there. We'll just pop in there with a sign. Uh, saying, Saturate me saying, is a song Leah. I'm singing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and that's like that's now that song I feel like is better suited for my voice, so I will go in there with a little bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like trying trying to overcome this fear is difficult because I still think I'm I'm trying to overcome it. Yeah. So I'm gonna try. I don't. I hate to say the word word force myself to do it, but yeah. I'm. Mm-hmm. Like, I really am just have to keep, you know, putting myself in the situation to get me better. Isn't that weird how that works? Yeah. Like, and oftentimes, um, I think that goes back to those heartstrings. If it pulls you that way, you just have to keep going. You're going to hit so many walls, but you got to keep going. Uh, It's just crazy how that works. You messaged me about 
um, saving it to go into this, um, depression and being in dark places. Talk to me a little bit about that um, for everybody listening that may be fighting depression in those dark places. Gosh, um, honestly, I, I think it started like back in high school. Like, okay, it's weird because I was trying to think like, like I have really bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I have really bad habits of just like being petty uh, <laughs> to like my loved ones and um, just shutting down. And sometimes I'm not always the most positive. And like the closer you are to me, the more you can see that I have a, I wouldn't say a lot more negative qualities, but I have a lot more things that I need to work on than things that I'm good at. Boom, positive right there. And I think that's because like, even from high school, like I was never happy playing basketball um, in, in in, in school because I had four different coaches throughout my high school year. I was told one thing, I was told I wasn't good enough, told I was too short, told this, told that. Like, you know, it was never like, oh, I'm gonna help you do this. It was always, eh, you're, you know, you're this or that. So that was like one of the biggest parts of my life. So not being happy there, just kind of, and then not singing anymore, Yeah. you know, Um, being injured and sick. Like I got super, I got really sick in high school, like with mono, um, swine flu, like (laughs) popped my shoulder. Like there was just so many things that happened. So, and I had to sit, and then when I went away to college, like I was away from my family, didn't call my mom, um, you know? So, and I had to sit there and think like. Oh, I know she was mad. Yeah. 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 She was mad yeah moms always be bad yeah and and like and it was my fault like it was definitely my fault so i had to sit there and think i was thinking about this earlier today because i thought we were going to talk about it and i was like have i ever been happy because hold on i saw a quote today and it says um i saw a saying that read never get so comfortable in pain that you forget happiness is still an option Mm -hmm. yeah say it again and then i was like Have I ever, and like, so I wouldn't necessarily use the word happy. I would say joy. Yeah. Because happiness is an emotion. Joy is something that can't be taken away from you. And I, and my dad always just say, never let anyone steal your joy. And I would brush him off because I was like, I don't know what joy is. Mm. And I had to sit there and think like, dang, have I ever had some type of joy in my life? Um, So honestly, I, I don't think I'm as in a dark place as I was um that kind of like when I was in a dark place like I was like thinking like I have no purpose in life like I shouldn't even be walking on this earth right now like I was harming myself you know I was like I I had a friend uh commit suicide my teammate actually Mm -hmm. committed suicide Mm. and I was thinking like dang how'd she do that (laughs) and 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 like the thing about it is so many people go through those moments yep. and what brought me out of mine was like faith. And that, that's when I said like, I need to pray for friends. Mm-hmm. I need to pray for friends that are, that like truly care about me. Cause I don't want to be alone anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like looking at my family, like my family has done so much for me, but I don't want to live how my family is living. I want a totally different lifestyle than what I witnessed in my mom and dad. So I couldn't necessarily um, get the happiness and and find that joy that I needed from them. Right. So that's why I was praying for friends and just a good surrounding group of people because, 
you know, I wanted to feel some type of joy and happiness again. And I really do think, you know, I have here, like, um, me and my best friend, Jenna, we got reconnected. And then um, Mikkel and Jasmine, mm -hmm. they, they we, we got better connections. And, like, that just kind of took me out of that really dark place. But as far as, like, overcoming and being joyful again, I still think I'm going through that process of just trying to better myself. Yeah, and I... I think that that's a longer process than anybody wants to admit. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, the path to happiness or joyfulness is often lonely. And to fight through mm -hmm. that, that loneliness is very difficult. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think that that's something that I think it's important that we that we touched because there's a lot of people experiencing that a lot so many I mean it's I think honestly I, I would say everybody to some extent in some time in their life goes through it yeah and it's important for everybody to know you'll be okay you know it, mm -hmm. it, and that's that's a it's a common feeling but like you said there's people out there that care um, faith is huge, you know, and, and it's one of those things that we, you keep on going. Um, but before we wrap this up, <coughs> I wanted, uh, your take on a couple things. Yeah. And, uh, what time we at Kells? We are at an hour and 10 minutes. All right. Yeah. We'll wrap this up. <laughs> um, <coughs> we'll, uh, be, as in-depth as you want. I'm not rushing this. It's been yeah. a good conversation. So um, this is what we do. <laughs> so we can talk all night if you really want to. But there was a report about, um, you know, Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. Yeah. From your beliefs, what is your take on birth control, abortion, things like that? Being a woman. Well, I take birth control. So I'm <laughs> I like everything to me is pro-choice. Sure. Like, would I personally have an abortion? No. But do I think I should strip that right? Uh, and I wouldn't have an abortion based on my beliefs. Right. Sure. But And I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I should strip that right away from anyone else <clears throat> because of what I believe. Because I am my own individual. And, like, as a woman, you know, sometimes we don't feel like we have our own individual choice, which is why I think it's important that we that women do get their own individual choice yeah um and with the whole planned parenthood thing uh i'm like i don't think they should defund it because i mean i like when my when it's been an inconvenience for me to go to the doctor i go to planned parenthood um i get my testing done there mm -hmm. um i've even gotten like my prescriptions refilled there you know yeah there there's so much more than just an abortion clinic right and um, and as I've gotten older, obviously more the doctors, I'm more comfortable asking like certain questions. But like when I first went to Planned Parenthood and I was having sex unprotected or protected or whatever, they were like informing me rather than just like, well, um, we have to ask you uncomfortable. They were right. like, no, like this is this is what's up. Like this is the real deal. Like, yeah. And, you know, I appreciated that because. I was I was an ignorant 17 18 year old. Yeah. And um 
could have put myself in very like dangerous situations if I wasn't informed. And you know, and don't even get me started on the school system of informing people. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, yeah and, but it's I mean, like you, you still watch videos from the seventies on what the reproductive system mm. is. Oh god. Whatever. And yeah, don't get yeah. me started about that. But like, and and but I mean, just dance like just to say like I'm just pro-choice like yeah you know and that's cool and and i think that i would lean pro pro-choice um i do feel that i don't i mean and, and it is because of my beliefs that you shouldn't be able to abort a full-term baby yeah. I, I i just feel like there should be limits right oh, like to yes. some extent limits yes. right um because there are people that do abort full-term but and i'm just like uh, you know, I mean, I'm not the person that's going to sit there and say, because I don't know fully what I believe when the baby's a baby. Like, I don't know if I fully, if it's right at concept. Like, I don't know what I believe. And that's something that, that's probably why I don't talk about the beginning of it. Right. right? Why I am probably pro-choice is because I don't know, is a tadpole still a baby? You know, like, I don't know, right? right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um... It's but difficult. yeah, but I do know that you shouldn't be able to abort full term. Yeah, and and I and if that means <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, it's it's. I mean, I'm pro-choice, but I'm like pro-choice with limits. If I that know. makes sense, you know. Yeah, because no, I don't want to push my beliefs necessarily onto somebody. But full term, you could have it and give it away. No, like, that's that's fair. that's yeah. just I. I'm like you went that far, right? Like it's not like it's not like you had two weeks to make a decision. And you waited to the fourth week, you know, you're you're at the delivering process, you know. Yeah, so and yeah, that that to me is a little insane. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I don't know. I feel bad for saying you gotta be a little sick in the head <laughs> to abort a full time child, you know, but yeah. I mean I, I wouldn't. Yeah, but I, I, I know my friend who was pregnant, I went to her first like little um sonogram and like at seven weeks she could hear the heartbeat and my whole thing is like how could you just let that go you hear a little heart i mean again i again you know everyone has their own things like so which is it's an unfortunate circumstance it's unfortunate to contemplate it anyway yeah like like to, to be in because a lot of people i would say in those situations would be um people well one not ready and you, I mean, let's be honest, you know, everybody likes to have a little fun, right? So, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but to not be ready and it just happens in your stage of life, you know, I mean, a lot of people keep it for faith reasons and for morality's sake. Um, but the instances of rape or abuse or right. this or that, the lists go on and right. on. To be in those situations and have to be contemplated, like, that's just, that's horrible. And, um, you know, and it's a really, it's tough. Uh, and I, I say that from an outsider, right? Like, I say that from somebody that probably will never experience that in my life. Well, obviously, the pregnancy <laughs> side of it. But I mean, but I mean, like, the whole, you know, yeah, rape and all those other situations. Yeah. Like, I, I will, like... N- probably never go through that myself right so i say that as a i'll say in this case a privileged person right right um but it's still gut wrench it's still heart-wrenching you yeah know? another take on a religious topic real quick 
And this is the last one. So you have pastors like Joel Osteen <sighs> and other people like that. This is a good right? topic. That make insane amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Insane amounts of money spreading mm-hmm. the word of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that? So that's actually like really weird you mentioned that. So I have a friend and he just recently joined a church and he was talking about like, oh yeah, so the money that my bishop collects, like, you know, it, it pays for this and this and then the rest he gets to keep. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he keeps it like for himself? And and I was like, you know, I mean, granted, um, I, I don't know like how the salary goes for uh, – um, uh, a preacher or a bishop or if like what what the church gives them is quote unquote their salary mm. per se but i i feel like if you are making a salary and you're also taking money from your congregation that's not to me i just don't feel like that's right yeah like i don't like you know when i give my like so when i went to my parents church like they were like okay the money that you donate today is gonna go to this mm-hmm. And then that I'm like, oh, okay. I'm if I'm donating to this cause, like, great. Like, let me know what I'm gonna put my money towards. Right. But I I wouldn't necessarily want to know that I'm putting my money toward like your big house or your brand new car. Right. And I mean, and I I don't know. I just to me that just doesn't sit. Like, if I like I couldn't take money from people and then like use it. For my own benefit. Yeah. Like, let's say I was using their money and I was doing something for the church. Like, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to renovate the bathrooms. Or, like, because oh, sure. they're, like, old. Sure. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that, sure. that'd be fine. But mm-hmm. to, like, put it in your own bank account? Like, yeah. don't do that. Which will t- take, Kels? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I get it. But I see it as, like, it, like if you're Joel Osteen, that's his only job. That's all he does is preach. Now, I'm not saying... That he takes all the money, right? Yeah, I don't think they take all. But of I do think that that there should be something that the pastor takes. I like as far as like those huge preachers, like as far as uh, him, uh, T.D. Jakes, who actually has a, a way bigger church than him. As I feel like that you that you just get to a certain point where it's like, okay, I'm making I'm making a lot of money doing the church thing, where you like you have like a lot of pastors who will start out with, like, four or five, six jobs and then go preach on the weekends. Like, as far as Pastor Mike, he he owns as far as St. Monica's, but he's also a preacher. Right. Now, if he had if he had 20,000 people in the church, he might take a little bit of that check. Now, I'm not saying I'm not, you know, you know, pushing that as far as on him. But if I'm preaching in front of 5,000, 6,000 every single week, Okay, when I mean I was, that. You, I mean that's yeah, that's crazy. About Joel Oste- that's Joel Oste- Like his like for when he preaches, he has a national televised service every week. So every week, I just looked up some stuff. Not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, as a senior pastor, his well, his church has a budget of seventy million dollars a year, which is crazy. Okay. As a senior pastor, he would be entitled to two hundred grand, which he says he no longer accepts because he has a net worth of more than fifty million dollars himself. Yeah. All right. He says that he collects all of his money off of in, uh, relies on income from book sales and things like that. Okay. Now, my thing, 
Now, here's my bone with him, right? Okay. Is people like him is the whole idea is if you're going to, again, use faith mm. as a as what I feel in this case would be a propaganda form. Mm. All right. You're using you're playing on people's faith. They're donating to the church, not to your ass. Right. So therefore, you're playing on the faith and the good heartedness of your community or, or congregation or whatever. And now you're keeping two hundred grand. Why do you need two hundred thousand dollars? You can live perfectly comfortable with seventy, eighty, ninety, even a hundred, half of it. You know. So my whole thing is, is if you wanted, if you wanted to make extra money, because you realize, oh, I developed a brand, or people watch me because you're televised. Mm-hmm. People like what I say, like what I'm doing. Okay, go on tour. Okay, go make go do the motivational speaking route. Go do the okay. whole Instagram books, like he said, book sales and things like that. Now I, but I don't know at what point he only started collecting that, right? And I don't, but I, I feel like it should have happened sooner, right? Because if you're mm-hmm. going to do that, now that is you taking a diff. Like, if anybody else buys your stuff, even if it's your congregation, like, hey, I wrote this book. Well, that's because they back you. They want your stuff now. Well, but right. by you standing in front of them and preaching the word of God, that's not your stuff, right? Like, I mean, that's your interpretation, right? But but you were given this platform, and I don't feel that it's your that mm. it's your right to take two hundred grand, no matter how big your thing is. Well, is this is this two hundred from his from the book sales? No, no, no that would be two hundred from from the, from the budget. Yeah. I, and it can be as small, like, because if you have a $70 million budget, that's not a lot. But it can be as small as you want it to be. The fact of the matter is it's $200,000 that as people that donate, right, I want my money going to a cause, right? right? right. And in him, again, he's very, he's a, he's a very, very well-spoken individual. You know, he's a, he's a good speaker. Mm. So he can go make that money, Right. But my thing is, it shouldn't come from your church. Yeah, that's, I don't that's think it whole, should come from the. That's my whole problem. Like yeah. thing is, is you shouldn't. And I get it. He has probably maybe one of the largest churches in the world. Like it, it may and not be. It, I mean, it, it may be or whatever. But I just feel that's weird. I feel like it should be. That's, yeah, coming from other stuff. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think it. I think as far as in the church world, that it's very hard to mix church and business. From what you have, as far as, like, he preached, I mean, he probably preaches to, like, 8,000 almost every single Sunday. A like, lot. I mean, like, it, he I has mean, a football stadium. Sure, I can find it. Ba- old basketball arena or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. is I feel like that from when you get to, like, a certain point that, you know, people have to remember that these are human beings who are preaching. Like, these are human beings who are trying to preach about or the word of God. Now, what sucks is the fact that that some pastors preach on what you want to hear, not what you need to hear, you know, yeah. where a lot of people like, you know, when you're in church and they'll speak about the rapture, nobody, nobody wants, wants to hear about the rapture in church because everybody starts sweating in church. It's like, oh, shoot. You know what I'm saying? But if you, you know, go come into church every week and he's, he, he's speaking about, well, if you if you do this then God going to bless you and that, like. That's what some pastors do who get that amount of money. I'm not saying he's doing that, but that's just what happens. So just, I mean, just to wrap up the Joel Osteen thing, 
He is one of the largest congregations in the U.S., averaging 52,000 attendees per week. <laughs> he has four English services and two Spanish services. Wow. And the building itself has 16,800 seats, which is crazy. So, I mean, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't be rewarded for some of his business moves, maybe, like because I think he grew that. But, I, but at the same time... Ooh, that's I've, a lot of money. I've always had a... If you have that many attendees, like, I just have a, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. I mean, I couldn't go to a church that big anyways. <laughs> it's like it's like the nonprofit yeah. owners that build a huge, successful nonprofit, and just because it can fit into the budget, they take 500 grand. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I feel like you got away from your mission. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you his intentions change. Because, because mm. you can still live, like, if, if you're a nonprofit runner or whatever, front president, whatever you want to... You could still live a modest life, yeah. You in or comfortable life, if you made a lot of. But, but think about that. Even if you took a hundred grand, right? That's four hundred grand less. And you can, I know you can live a comfortable life with a hundred grand. I mean, that's that's you're Um, very comfortable. Yeah. Okay, so that four hundred grand could have helped how many families? How many people? Come on now. I just, it is what it is, I guess. At this, I mean, because you're going to have people still doing it because it's business and right. nobody stops them. But but I just feel like you get away from your cause. Yeah. I don't I don't think church should be ran like a business. No. I, it, and it's, sh- I mean, yeah. I feel like the whole idea of church is we're all coming together, right? Yeah. But, but the right whole here. idea of church is changing, in my opinion, because you, you see a lot of larger congregations now. Yeah. You got City big. Gospel. You got uh, what is the other one that's really big? Uh, City Gate. Yeah, that's yeah, right you, down the road. From it, yeah, you and got they, they growing. Yeah, Crossroads. Like you, uh, you got, grew. you got these really big congregations now. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I think what sucks is like, like as they get so big, is they can't feed in as far as everybody's wants and needs from what they want. Right. So it's kind of just like if they if it worked, it just worked. Yeah, and right. I feel like for a lot of people who have well, that's those why big their churches, is so broad. Yeah. Right, it's very broad. As far as as far as that Mike at church, he could not preach that same thing as far as at City Gate. No, he couldn't. But he and but you know like I mean we're a smaller congregation, so he can he and he knows everybody's story. Everybody. Right. So when he preaches. He's pre- Which he is preaches special. So really yeah, is. it is, and that's one of the reasons why yeah. you know I enjoy. That's why I go. <laughs> Let's uh let's wrap this up with uh to somebody struggling with their faith. Mm. What would you say to them? Oh, um <laughs> <laughs> This is for you. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, this is okay. for you. Okay. This um, is only for you. Gosh, I I would say pray would be the first thing. And even if you don't know what to pray, I didn't even know what to pray for. I was just praying like I, I think my first prayer was like like I I need to know who you are. Just just give me um just just give me a path right to to know to 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 lead me down and to figure out who you are. And I think you know if you're really struggling uh, something will open up for you. I yeah. mean and then go out and you know if you feel like you want to go find a church home Start going to different churches. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I've been to a few churches in the last few years, and it took me a while to feel at home at the church I'm at now. And the thing about it is you're not going to feel at home at every church you go to. And I think that's another thing. Like, it's unfortunate, um, but that was another thing I struggled with. I was like, are all churches like this? Well, no. No, yeah. not all churches are like what They all have their different feel. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you have to go somewhere mm. where your beliefs are respected. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, um, you know, with, with the Bible, a lot of people see it different, you know, with, with, right. with about gay marriage mm-hmm. or your sexuality, sex before marriage. A lot of people see it different. Right. And go where you fit, you know. Right. And it's not everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, I think the first step is just praying for it. Definitely. I thi- and I think that's kind of been the theme this whole time i mean we leveled on some intense prayers that we've had and uh and i think that's important for everybody is prayer again i'm gonna say it is powerful yeah and uh prayer is powerful pray 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 yeah and you might not feel it the first time or the second third maybe not even the 20th but like it comes it really does it will happen it will happen rolls out patience rolls out